Burger. Burger Bites is recorded on location in Ozark, Missouri and presented on Anchor. The views expressed on Burger Bites are not necessarily those of the staff and ownership of the Grip and Rip Baseball League. Enjoy the show. Left off with Republic Locos pitcher Reese Taylor, the tall right-hander from West Plains, was filling me in on a country music career that took him all the way to Music Row in Nashville. The scene isn't exactly as glamorous as the music videos make it out to be. Nevertheless, Reese was along for the ride with a couple of country music acts that are still doing their thing today. The first is the Preston Airy Band, which took Reese to Nashville in the first place. The second is Jacob Hackworth. Another kid from West Plains who definitely puts some elements of rock into his original songs. Reese even played a show with the up-and-coming Jacob Hackworth that brought out just about every zizzer in West Plains to see just what the hubbub was all about. It was nice to have that experience to kind of go on the, along with the ride at Preston, but you know, I'm also very... Very thankful and a lot, I think a little bit more happier, uh, you know, when I came back and, uh, you know, I started playing with Jacob and, you know, went from you know me, Jacob and, and another guitarist uh, that we were friends with there in West Plains, just playing a couple gigs, just the three of us to growing into being in a full band, um, you know, pretty quickly over about the course of eight months, you know, going from playing some little gigs to before you moved to Nashville, I think we played a show there in West Plains, you know, we had a, a band from Nashville come up and open up for us and uh, I think there was probably seven or eight hundred people there and uh, so it was nice to kind of watch that, uh, you know, ride and watch that grow and, and had some pretty cool things with that. You know, we played a show in St. Louis uh, right outside of Bush Stadium, uh, one of the bars there. And so, you know, now he's he's gone down to Nashville. You know, he had asked me to come down there with him and I was about to, uh, you know, propose to my now wife. And so I was like, yeah, I don't think that's for me right now. And uh, I was like, and you're going to get down there and find out that there's some there's some guys that are way better than me. So, uh you know, he's down there doing that now, having having some good success and starting to put some stuff out. But it's kind of cool to see, you know, go from being a band with somebody that was already established to, um, you know, really kind of generating something organically, you know, seeing what it looks like from the start, kind of growing as a band and doing that thing. And then, you know, watching him now as he's in Nashville and kind of taking those next steps. And so, you know, I don't have just this, you know, super high, you know, music experience like a lot of people do, but... Uh, it was kind of one of those things going from, uh, you know, just playing the guitar in the room in my bedroom by myself all the time just because I was intrigued by it to actually having the opportunities to see what it's like to be in a band and things like that, play live music. It's, you know, it's kind of one of those things I've, I've kind of compared it to pitching. Like there's, uh, you know, the adrenaline and, you know, just what it's like. You know, it's, it's hard to really compare too much, you know, to it. It's, it's uh, kind of similar to, you know, being in a baseball game and, and pitching and doing those kind of things. So, you know, I'm a little bit uninitiated when it comes to country music, but, you know, I, I just know, like, we hear these stories about people who go to Nashville and get famous, and then something, 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 all of a sudden, just, they're these rich megastars. Yeah. But you can probably fill in a little bit of the gap, you know, what that in-between after you arrive in Nashville. I mean, what's, what is the day-to-day for a, a musician trying to, to yeah. find it? <laughs> You're, uh, a lot of people are scraping by, tending bars you know, finding, you know, other kind of little jobs and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, playing gigs every night. I mean, you go to, I mean, anyone that goes to, you know, downtown Nashville, you know, you might, you might walk into one bar and, you know, Hey, it's packed and there's a band playing there. And, 
you might walk into the next bar and there's a band playing there and there's three people in the bar watching. And uh, so it's definitely uh, definitely a lot of cutting your teeth. Nobody just goes down there and uh, just makes it instantly. There's, you know, you got to, uh, you know, have that sense of uh, putting in your time, putting in your dues and, uh, you know, playing the little tiny bars and, and hoping that either the right person sees you or you make the right connection because like with a lot of things, it's sometimes it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And, sure. you know, everybody and their brother in Nashville can play. I mean, <laughs> talented, talented people. And so, you know, that's it's not of a lack of talent that gets you. You know, sometimes it's, you know, meeting the right person, making the right connection um, and doing those kind of things. And that's, you know, what can kind of take you to the next level. Kind of already hinted at it, but let's talk about what brought you back from Nashville to Missouri. Because <laughs> it's, it's not like really you washed out of country music it's just you, you got very serious with a yeah. young lady uh-huh. so the uh yeah it would have been the summer before uh when i was coaching at the in the u.s collegiate league mm-hmm. um, i was taking a class to finish up my degree at that time it, it was taking it through otc and to me it's you know looking back it's 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 a god thing you know for a while i was bummed that you know right before that i was you know still trying to play and doing some of that and you know just didn't quite get the uh, offer that i wanted in you know independent ball and so, uh, you know, ended up being able to stay coaching in the U.S. Collegiate League. I took a class at OTC and uh, happens to be that, uh, you know, my future wife's in that class. I didn't know it. And so first day, you know, I see her walk in and I was like, oh, wow, like, I definitely have to talk to this girl. <laughs> and uh, so it, uh, it took a while. Never, uh, never got to be in the same group in class, like waiting for us to like be in the same group. Never happened. So she says that I sprinted chased her down after class one day not true but she was she usually did walk pretty fast after class so i had to time it right for sure and uh so we ended up getting to talking one day and you know kind of had a few conversations you know there that summer but uh she was in a relationship with someone at the time unfortunately and so the end of the summer you know just kind of go your separate ways and, and you don't really think of anything and uh, so that next year, you know, the summer that I went down to Nashville for New Year's, I had made a New Year's resolution that I was going to get rid of social media, mm-hmm. um, you know, take some time away from that, not really look at it. And so it'd been completely off social media. But when I moved down to Nashville, I was like, well, you know, I think I'll, I'll get back on Facebook. That way I can post some things and, and you know, my family can see it and, and all that. So, you know, I, I got on Facebook and she just one of those things she kept popping up like you know so i kind of was like well i'll just add her as a friend on facebook just so like it won't keep popping up in front of me because i was like she's probably still in you know a relationship and Mm -hmm. i really wanted to like try to talk to that girl and never got the opportunity and uh so yeah i did that and uh next uh, she ended up messaging me a couple days later and that's you know i always kind of joke that uh you know she needed a rock star in her life so I believe the kids call that shooting your shot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, kind of how one thing led to another. And as soon as I was like, yeah, this is the girl I want to be with. And so moved back to West Plains and, you know, she from Ozark here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we ended up in a relationship, ended up getting married. And that's, you know, one thing kind of leads to another. And yeah. so looking back, you know, just kind of all the, uh, the timing of things and, you know, I've always thought, you know, I'm going to make this huge plan for my life and, and everything's going to go my way. And, and all that but you know even when the things that just having like tommy john like if i wouldn't have had tommy john when i did um and you know things at drury wouldn't have worked out and you know i went to evangel and one thing kind of leads to another i got to take this extra class i never would have met my wife mm-hmm. and uh so those are the things that uh you know even when 
even when the tough times happen, even when things aren't like, man, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. You know, God's definitely got a plan for everything. And, uh, you know, it might not look like what you think it's going to look like. But uh, I know for, for right now I'm at life, I couldn't be more thankful. So how did you end up uh, at tryouts for the Grip and Rip Baseball League back in 2019? Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I always remember hearing about it. Uh, so I think it started... When was the first year? It was 2016. Yeah, so yeah. it would have been the year that uh, I, I left Evangel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about it starting. I was like, man, that's that's kind of intriguing. Like, maybe I should try out. And then I was like, ah, you know, I want to drive, you know, that far every Sunday and all that. And and then just over the course of a couple of years, like, I remember always seeing stuff about it. I was like, man, that looks really cool. And uh, then, yeah, 2019, um, I'd moved back up here to Springfield uh, for work and all that. Uh, and then my, my best friend, uh, Justice Bolden, um, we were roommates at Evangel. And so we, you know, we've been best friends. He's the best man at my wedding. He calls me up and he's like, man, let's like, let's play in the Griffin Rift this year. Like, it looks super fun. Like, I, I know it's getting a lot bigger. Like, let's try out. I was like, dude, I haven't touched the ball in like a year and a half. Like, I don't know. So I was kind of like last minute. I was like, oh, I guess I was like, start getting myself back in the gym and like start throwing a little bit. And, uh. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try out. Like, I, you know, I got nothing else to do on the weekends. So, yeah, he, you know, he kind of talked me into playing, and we ended up having just awesome year that first year. I was on a really good team, made some really good friends, and you know, just at tryouts, like even just going to tryouts and like putting baseball pants back on and throwing a little bit. I was like, man, I miss this so much. So yeah, super thankful that uh, you know he called me up one day and talked me into playing. So yeah, you got. Uh of course, you and Justice were on different teams, but mm-hmm. you got drafted and signed to the Shockers, and you had a really boring job pretty early on in your stint with them. They were you were the closer, and you guys were just just hammering teams. You know, the bats were yeah. alive, and I remember a couple times Austin Kendrick kept telling me like, "Oh, I'm really excited about my closer, this this Reese Taylor guy," and I'm like. I'm just going to take your word for it because he's, <laughs> I mean, right now you guys just like let him warm up and throw a few pitches and that's, oh, that's yeah. all I've seen of the young fella, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure was, he's great. Uh, it was, you know, I, I love, I was a starter, you know, my last couple of years at Evangel, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the summer I was in Sedalia, I was out of the bullpen and I, I loved coming out of the bullpen. Just mm-hmm. Come in for an inning, throw as hard as you can, go sit back down, like, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, when Austin told me he wanted to be his closer, I was like, yeah, sure, that's, that sounds awesome. And then at the by the eighth inning, like we're up by ten every game, and I'm like, well, this is like, hey, like can you guys like not score a little bit so I can like maybe have one save situation. <laughs> yeah, well, you did into uh, the year that like the two playoff games you guys had. Yeah, um, of course you were part of uh, what was kind of one of the the most uh, I would say the all time best finishes we've ever had in a playoff game that that semifinal. Oh, that was man, that was a fun game with the Naturals. That yeah. was a really fun game of. Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, it's fun to uh, beat everybody by a lot. Just beat the crap out of everybody. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> but man, that uh, yeah, that semifinal game, just having that playoff atmosphere. Even you know, that's yeah, that was one thing that was nice about the grip and rip is by those playoff games. Like, there's some pretty decent crowds there, and uh, you know, you're just having that kind of atmosphere and that electricity of uh, being able to kind of relive that again. And that yeah, was such a fun experience. And and yeah, having a game where it's so back and forth and close and yeah, it's been a little, you know, I'm trying to remember all the details of that game, but uh, having the opportunity to go out and, you know, dogpile again, celebrate on a walk-off hit, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, championship game, you play Justice Bolden and mm-hmm. the High Rollers, and, you know, both of you guys pitched great. You know, matter of fact, I, you know, I always argue with people, 
you know, the three innings that Reese Taylor pitched in that game were, it's it's one of the best postseason pitching outings that, that we had ever really seen. The problem was that, you know, you guys lost <laughs> the game four to nothing, and it, it, it gets so lost in the, the footnotes of history. But, you know, what are, what are your memories of that, that night, that championship game experience? Yeah, it's... Uh... Man, it was it was cool just you know being in a championship game. You know, I remember just kind of that whole day of like you know having a little home run derby with the kids and like just the whole experience of it. And you know, it, it, that's really when it was like, man, this is this league is definitely something special. You know, it's not uh, you know not just some guys out on a high school field you know playing some baseball again. You know, I've seen men's leagues that are like that. I was like, you know, there's there's something different to this. That championship game was. Being down the whole game, I, I can't remember what inning they scored, but I know they put up a couple runs somewhere early, kind of early in the game a little bit. We were down the whole game. And coming in, you know, there in the, I knew I was going to, I knew without a doubt I was going to throw in the last three innings of that game. And, uh, you know, when I got in there, I was like, okay, we're down 4 nothing. Like, these guys, like, they had some great arms as well. We knew it was going to be a pitching matchup basically that whole game. And so I was kind of like, man, I, all right, I, I, I can't give up anything. If I do, like, this is over with. Um, so yeah, just really kind of bore down and just was one of the, one of those nights where everything kind of felt right. Ball was coming out good. Um, curve ball felt awesome. Just felt like I could put it where I wanted to. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes when those nights happen, those are, those are really fun. And so I'd like to think that the, uh, always liked it when maybe my fielders got a little bored behind me and I hope that they, uh, definitely stayed a little bored that night. I never knew that Reese Taylor and Justice Bolden were best friends and college roommates, but it makes the storylines of the 2019 Grip and Rip Baseball League Championship game all the more interesting. Along with Cole Rourke, Mark Blim, and Chris Matlock, Justice Bolden was part of a Henry's Towing High Rollers pitching staff that combined for a shutout. On the other hand, Reese Taylor tossed three beautiful innings, but ended up one win shy of ringing the Howard Bell Trophy. If your vehicle isn't as reliable as Justice Bolden was out of the bullpen for the high rollers, remember this website, LetHenryDoIt.com. Henry's Towing is a proud sponsor of Grip and Rip Baseball. Henry's is open 24 hours a day and serves the Springfield metropolitan area. When you've got car trouble, remember to let Henry do it. And don't feel too bad for Reese Taylor. He didn't win the trophy, but he did get the girl. Let's go back to... Katie Taylor. Yeah. Uh, so you guys got married in the off season, yeah. and mm-hmm. just in the midst of everything else crazy going on in 2020. Yeah, I'm sure it was it was very happy in the end. But mm-hmm. uh, how how stressful and difficult was it leading up to the big day? It was it was kind of one of those things where we had we had gotten engaged the summer before. Um, she's in physical therapy school, um, and so she's finishing up her third year now in her doctorate program. So when we knew, you know, getting married, um, we're like, well, we've only got very specific times to be able to get married. And so it was nice, like looking back, it was nice the fact that we were engaged for, you know, a little over a year. I think we had most, the the major stuff planned um, back in 2019. So, you know, kind of getting all that out of the way, obviously, you know, you always have the last second details of a wedding and all that good stuff, but had all the major stuff planned. Uh, We got married on July 3rd. in 2020 and so uh we were definitely nervous when COVID hit because we we're like oh my gosh like are we gonna be able to have a wedding like is this are we just gonna have to do it in our parents backyard with a couple people there like and we just we hit it just right to where you know in july it was kind of 
you know, you'd gone through March and April and May and, and everything was locked down. And that was kind of when that first push of everything was starting to get opened back up. Um, and so we had planned on having, you know, about 100 people at our wedding anyway, you know, and just the little things of, you know, where we got, we got married at Venue on Brick and Ozark. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were like, you know, we can have 50% capacity at your wedding. Well, their capacity was 200. And so it was the little things of not only that, of just being able to have the wedding and still have everybody there, but, uh, you know, a couple of the, or, you know, our older relatives didn't come just, you know, for precautionary, but we had just about everybody there. Not a single person that we know of, you know, got sick afterwards or anything like that. And so, you know, we definitely know that, uh, you know, God was kind of helping out in that sense there a lot for sure. So very, very fortunate that, uh, you know, we didn't get, you know, I know a lot of people that, you know, had plans on getting married in May and uh, just couldn't do it or had to postpone it or things like that. So we feel very, very fortunate that, uh, you know, we got to have the wedding that we did. So, and then where along the timeline, because you also changed jobs somewhere in there, right? Yeah, it would have been, uh, I guess, October. Goodness. That. Okay, uh, so you changed you know, jobs changed in the jobs. middle of the GRBL season. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was, and it was, uh, you know, I went from... Uh, working at the hospital at Mercy, um, you know, to working from home. So it was, it was a nice shift of, uh, having, you know, I, I was kind of jealous of a lot of people because, you know, people start working from home, they got a little more time and all that. And COVID hit and I, being at the hospital, I, I didn't have anything to do from home. I had to be there every single day. So I was kind of jealous of a lot of people. So when I finally got that opportunity to start working from home, I was like, okay, it's finally time. Like, <laughs> So what are you doing now? So I'm in, uh, I'm in marketing. Uh, I, I do sales for a digital marketing agency. So yeah, we run online ads for companies. And uh, so I just sell it, sling that marketing to people. So oh, And a lot of people are online right now. Exactly. And I know that's uh, it's kind of a tricky climate, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it's rewarding when you're able to, to create some success there. Yeah, and uh, it's nice to uh, you know help, help a lot of small businesses uh, kind of be able to stay afloat you know, bring them customers, bring them, um, you know, I've got several people in my family that own, you know, pretty good businesses. So I know mm-hmm. how important that is not only to the business owners themselves, but, uh, you know, to the employees, if, you know, if we can come in and, and help bring them new clients, you know, bring them more revenue, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe help somebody else in their area, get a job during this time, mm-hmm. uh, because we're having a lot of success with the, you know, the owner of the business. Um, that's a pretty rewarding feeling just knowing mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, a lot of people have lost jobs and, and struggled. And I know for myself, I was very thankful that you know I was able to have a job um, during that whole time. And so, you know, I know with the, the climate and the way things are, you know, anything we can do to help keep some small businesses afloat in that sense is, is a very rewarding feeling for sure. Not to bring up a sore spot, but, you know, how would you assess how the baseball season went in 2020 with the Republic Locos? Not what we wanted to, for yeah. sure. Man, with the... You know, going into the year, we were super excited when me and Cole, uh, Cole Rourke, you know, at the beginning of the year, like knew we were on the same team. We were like, all right, man, like, let's go. Because, you know, now that they, when they changed it to starters could go five innings, um, you know, we were kind of like, man, you know, all right, Cole, like, you, you take the first five innings, like we get one guy to bridge that gap in the six, I'll take the last three. Like things are going to be good, especially when we get to playoff time. And, uh, you know, just didn't end up working out the way we wanted it to. Uh, I know Cole was not able to be at some of those Friday night games since they switched to some of that. Yeah. And I, you know, there's, you know, one game I know I had to step up and start and, uh, you know, kind of you know, a few more innings there at the beginning of the year than uh, what I had had the year before. So by the second half of this season, my arm was kind of starting to be like, 
hey man like you sure you want to throw this hard like and be doing this now and so it kind of uh it kind of started to go to the wayside a little bit there at the end of the year and we just a lot of times we didn't feel like we got the breaks that we had you know i know a lot of the guys that you know a lot of our uh, position players and just on an offensive standpoint seemed like there'd be a lot of games where you know we'd be hitting the ball hard and you know we just hit the ball right at somebody and you know a ball wouldn't fall in the gap and you know then cole would get so mad about you know giving up infield hits all the time mm-hmm. it's like man these guys are getting these infield hits and we're hitting the ball hard at people and and that's just that's just baseball sometimes i mean that's that's the way it is and you know it's if you're hitting the ball hard you're doing what you're supposed to do and if it's right at somebody i mean there's there's not a whole lot you can do about it and, and just hope you catch those breaks and um, you know from a pitching side maybe hope you you know you get a strikeout call on a ball that you painted the corner on or some different things like that it just yeah you know not making excuses or anything but yeah if you don't catch those breaks like you're not going to have a lot of success and so that uh, that's kind of how you know that that whole season that whole season felt it felt like we had a really good team we felt like we could compete with anybody out there it was just uh kind of just didn't seem to come together the way we thought so what uh sort of prospectus or expectations does that leave you with individually going into 2021 you know do you want to continue to be somebody's closer hopefully in the fall yeah if uh you know we uh i know me and my wife have talked about uh when she gets a job possibly uh i work remotely now and so you know like right now she's in the northwest arkansas area doing some clinicals and so you know if she gets a job offer down there and happens to take it uh that might you know leave the uh 2021 grip and rip season up in the air gotcha but yeah, if you know, if I if we do end up being around here, you know, I I, I love closing, uh, love closing out games. You know, and like in college when I started Evangel, even though I was a starter, like I tried to think of myself as, as being my own closer. Just mm-hmm. you know, I want to have the ball at the end of the game. I want to be the one throwing that last pitch. So yeah, you know, going into next year, if we're still around here, and I'm able to play. You know, that's that's definitely where I see myself, and you know, especially in the grip and rip. You know, you get on a team that's got some good arms and, and then you can come in that last inning, blow it all out, though as hard as you can for an inning, try to strike a couple guys out and, and call it good. That's 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 what I really like. I just added one more thing to, uh, you know, how special this league is. And, and I think uh, I think that's one thing. And, and I know a lot of guys can uh, can attest to it. That's, you know, having the opportunity to play again and, and do some things like this uh, kind of takes kind of pushes off that washed up baseball <laughs> feeling. So, uh sure. You know, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, and, and I'm glad to have been a part of this for the last couple of years. I know you're not a, a stat guy, but I know you like to count strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, I was always a, a numbers guy growing up. I, I love math and all that good stuff. And so, yeah, I, I didn't pay attention to a lot of stats, but yeah, that strikeout one always felt pretty good. I like keeping track of those. <laughs> right on. And uh, in addition to that, are, do you still play the guitar at all? Yeah, uh, I still play in church once a month. Uh, really, okay. Northside Christian Church up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so still play in church once a month there. And then I've actually kind of tossed around the idea of maybe getting back into the live music scene here in Springfield a little bit. Uh, I've got a one of my good friends from West Plains um, that played with uh, that I played with down in Nashville mm-hmm. some, and have played with a lot. She's actually a phenomenal banjo player, and of course the country music you got to have a banjo. But we've. Uh, <laughs> We've kind of kicked around the idea of maybe, you know, because you know, now that we've got jobs and families and things like mm-hmm. that, we were like, ah, I kind of miss like just just the atmosphere of, of playing live music. And so sure. uh, we've kind of kicked around the idea of, of, you know, maybe putting a little duo together, um, you know, playing some of the uh, like, you know, the little craft breweries or things mm-hmm. around here just to, 
just for that, you know, just love of kind of playing music and you know, kind of like the uh, kind of like playing the grip and rip. You know, you love it, you still get that opportunity, but uh, not just playing country songs. You know, maybe you know doing some you know '80s and '90s covers, some rock songs, some pop songs, like stuff that you wouldn't expect to hear from somebody playing a guitar and a banjo together. You know, we kind of want you know, obviously very good musically, but also have to where people are like, are they really playing that right now? <laughs> It's you know so we've uh, we kind of kicked around that idea and so we may uh, we may be doing that this summer a little bit just uh, you know kind of for the love of playing music again. Reese Taylor is still working together with his old college buddy Justice Bolden. You can find out about the company they work for by visiting SupremeLevelMedia.com. All of us at the Grip and Rip Baseball League, or at least the six team managers, will be keeping an eye to see what happens with Katie Taylor and her career in physical therapy and exactly where that's going to take her in the fall. Selfishly, I hope the Taylors are able to stay around Ozark, Missouri, so that I'll be able to watch Reese pitch again. He's an interesting cat and an intense competitor, and we need a whole lot more of both of those in the GRBL. Coming up in the Burger Bites series, we officially enter the 30s. I'll continue my tour through veteran pitchers. I've got conversations with the Marionville Comet, Mr. Four Time, and the highly respected and beloved Todd Father, all on tap. So hit me with that follow, a subscribe, and or a like, and I'll talk to you again very soon right here on Burger Bites. I'm Rance Burger, bidding you good night from Ozark, Missouri. Little one your mama warned you about That you weren't supposed to bring her out Said you never see the heartbreak coming by her looks But she promised me I would somehow here I am once again, throwing caution to the wind